When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to The Wrap Podcast, the place for fans of Welsh regional rugby to join together, discuss last week's game, chat about the important issues and more importantly, hurl abuse at each other's teams. You can contact the show by email at welshregionalrugbypod at gmail.com. So let's get on with it, shall we? Okay, welcome to this week's Wrap Podcast. We are, we are late this week. We are late, and I'm not going to apportion any blame, but it's entirely Reese's fault. You know, am I am I right there, Reese, or am I right? Indeed, indeed, I'll take the blame. I'll show you. Taking the blame for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're here as normal with me, Lee G, Carwin, and Jamie. How are you both, gents? All good, good thank guys. you. Yeah, all well. So, so before we start off, so so we've had five minutes while we were waiting for Reese, and already. There's steam coming out of Jamie's ears, so we're we're going to save that for for, for later. But so before we crack on with drink of the week, Reese, tell tell us exactly, tell the world why we've had to record so late this week. All right, because I had to go to band practice on Tuesday night. (laughs) Yeah, man. (laughs) Just one time at band camp. The best covers band in South Wales. We're we're available to hire. We're called Exit Forty Nine. There we are. There's a plug. Um, <laughs> and there's uh, four middle-aged men trying to live out their dreams as rock stars. And um, one young woman always. We're not sure why she hangs around with us, <laughs> singing the songs. Yeah. Uh, I don't think she's living out the dream, mate. I think I think you guys are living out the dream, and yeah, she's kind of like, all right, Dad says I've got to go and do something. <laughs> We think so, we look good when we're up there, but we've seen the videos as well. So, <laughs> what kind of stuff do you play? Um, oh, like oh, just rock from like the eighties, nineties, and noughties. So, um, Nirvana, Foo Fighters, Cult. Um, Excellent. Like the sounds of that. Um, a, 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 uh, even a bit of a Lannis Morissette, would you believe? Because uh, everybody can put uh, songs into the bucket. Um, yeah, 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 all sorts, man. Bit of Muse, uh, stuff like that, yeah. Songs Sounds in, good. Songs yeah. into the bucket where you can just, like, like reverse karaoke. You just put something in there and you guys will play it. No, 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 no. We don't know that many. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, like, you know. Gotta say. <laughs> We're not skilled musicians. <laughs> we make loud noise, uh, but, yeah. Cool. Cool. Right. (laughs) That's just going to come back. One of these days, I'm going to find a video of it 
and we're just gonna sit there for half hour and and, and watch you on the drums play it. <laughs> I'll send uh, you them. <laughs> oh, no, no, you're all right. I'll I'll spend my time finding. <laughs> so let's start with drink of the week, then, gents. What have we got for drink of the week? So I'll I'll kick off again. So I'm working my way across Tesco's top shelf. Uh and I've got another Glamorgan. I think Glamorgan Brewery have got like a, a thing with Tesco's. And this one's called Kudu Gorslas because I remember Gorslas having a rugby team and I think I played against them once, but I can't actually remember if I did or if I did. I probably got knocked out. So um yeah. So and it's a decent pint. It's a it's a nice clear one and it's like old style. None none of this new bubbly stuff. It's a proper old style flat beer. I like this one. So so who else has got something this week? I've gone boring. I went highbrow last uh, last week with uh, a Nets Pinot Grigio, but this week I've gone with the Budweiser. I'm slumming it. Uh, slumming the Budweiser. Jamie, I've oh, gone a full of the cold. Oh, go on then. Go on, Carl. Oh, yeah. I've got a L'Authentica Moretti. Nice. Oh. Love a Moretti. Nice. And I've already just come back from the local pub and had a couple of pints while the wife's in Ireland. So <laughs> give the kids a quick game of Skittles, uh, you know, as you do. So uh, I'm ready to I'm ready to roll tonight. Is that a proper authentic Italian one? Well, it's Moretti. It just yeah, says authentica. How the hell can I see that from here? Is it is it Italian? Oh fuck! I can yeah, tell you've been down the pub yeah. already, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. literally all you needed to Isn't do was read the bottle. Well. <laughs> it's, pro- it's probably brewed in... Actually, actually it's uh, an extract of Heineken. Brewed yeah, Heineken makes it. Yeah, yes, it's owned by Heineken. Well, oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, it's owned by Heineken, Bia Moretti. So, yeah, that'll be right. It's nice, though, isn't it? It's nice, yeah. It's going down yeah. really well. Yeah. There's a few There's a few more in the fridge as well. That's the answer. Uh, this is going downhill tonight, isn't it? So, so you, you're skipping it tonight, then are you, Jamie? You, you got your lemon sip, have you? Well, I got tea because I'm full up with cold. So I know it's boring, but I don't care. So that's listen, what I'm listen, going with. So we all have those moments. I was on the tea yeah. last week. Yeah, yeah. I, I've had a bad cold the last two weeks. It's uh, yeah, it's going round, isn't it? Loads of people I know in work have got it, and it's just it's the time of the year. It's weather change, but uh, yeah, I'm full up yeah. with it. So uh, I'm on the tetlies tonight. Tea, not a beer. <laughs> On the tetlies, yeah. <laughs> right. So, so we will crack off with, with proper rugby stuff in a minute. But before we do, right, so I just wanted to check that we're all okay with renaming the show Four Wankers Talking Bollocks About Rugby. Because... So it's good. Still ring to it. That's the, that's the best tweet I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, they're not wrong, are they? Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> So if you follow us on Twitter, we 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 have a a resident stalker. I think he loves us really, but we we've got a resident stalker that just anything we say and do, he just seems to slag off. No matter what it is, he's just slagging us off. And then a whole load of people kind of pitched in and just so one guy came in and 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 just called us. Uh, something like you, you, you're just wankers talking about uh, talking bollocks about rugby, but I really like you. Which you know, I think if we were like proper, we yeah, we could put that on a big billboard. You know, tonight you can listen to four wankers talking bollocks about rugby, and I think that kind of 
connects with a lot of, uh, of people, really. I think when, when, you, when, you, when you're in the clubhouse after a game on a Saturday, that's pretty much what you get. Just a load of wankers talking bollocks about rugby. To be so, fair, to be fair, that comment came from Twitter. And Twitter is full of wankers talking bollocks about rugby, myself included. So <laughs> yeah. it is yeah. what it is, isn't it? You know? Yeah, it's fine. There's some it's proper keyboard warriors out there. There's some proper keyboard warriors. Yeah, and it's and it's it's good. It's good to get them going. You know, I think it's good. I think that's the thing, though, isn't it? It's rugby is a it's a passionate sport, and you want it to you want it to evoke the passion. You want people to care about it, and you want people to to get excited and to have the emotion. And 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 when you hear Jamie talking about selection policy for the Dragons, <laughs> strap yourselves in, guys, because we're 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 in for a rough one on that. But that's the kind of passion that we're talking about when we're being fans, isn't it? You know, it's just every now and again, people kind of, people overstep the mark a, 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 a little and make it a bit too personal. But it's part of the joy of, of the game, I suppose, no? But Absolutely. Anyway. Well, let's move on to the, the Scarlets, how well their season's going so far. Oh, you know, I, th- I, think we should let, I, I think we should let Reese. Uh, you know, have his moment of glory here. So, Reece, do, do you want to tell, tell him <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, what man. went wrong? You're responsible for the ref as well. Well, I, well, I, it, it's mixed bag, isn't it? Mixed feelings about the match, isn't it? Because what an awful game of rugby it was. I was, I was. I loved the sort of passion that the um, you talk about passion, like you know, the, the passion in defence from the Cardiff lad, like led by. Um, by the captain, um, I thought Thomas Young uh, uh, popped up everywhere, um, just like real dog in in the defence. Uh, that that's you just couldn't break down, uh, Lee. Uh, your your boys couldn't break down. They they ran, they ran, they ran, and they did it eventually in the end. Um, mm-hmm. But it, I think I think I, I know I'm one eyed, but I'm going to say Cardiff were. They looked like they won that game towards the end, just for the amount of time that you hammered at our line. And I, I know you think one of those tries was was a try. I'm not so sure about that Ooh, myself. I, I'll be fair. One of them, the, the forward pass was forward. And I know, I've know i seen a lot of people saying, yeah, but his hands are moving backwards. I think that, that rules a load of bollocks. He, he threw it was fucking five yards forward. Exactly, yeah. It's, when you look at it, it looks like his hands are going backwards. But it was, it was forward. Um, the other try... Uh, should have definitely been a try, and then. So which try? The uh, one where oh, is it McNichol? No, no mate, you... mate, mate, you don't need you don't need to think about it because it wasn't a try. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a good job you're at the end of a screen. I tell you. <laughs> no, it, 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 I think there was some there was some this the bit that pissed me off the most right was. Like the, the, the bit at the end of the game where we we just hammer in the line and bang 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 bang. You've got one guy in the bin. We've got Combia literally standing on the touchline. Right, so the play was far right, and we're hammering away in that far right hand corner. You've got Combia stood on the far left hand, and we've tried like six crossfield kicks and fucked up every single one of them. You've got Combia there with nobody in front of him. The closest player was Maxwell in. And he was touching the bloody posts. Yeah, he was leaning on the posts. And and we were going like, he's, he's got 30, 40 yards. Just somebody hoof it. Give it to a prop. Kick it the other side of the pitch. He's in for a try. 
and we just kept going bang 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 straight and we're just like you know the way we played against Ulster the way we played against Ospreys it's just like we, we've gone straight into that panic mode it's just like right okay we can't throw the ball we can't you know it, it, we've just lost all of that confidence from the start of the season and yeah again we should have won that game on on Saturday comfortably the amount of possession that we had and we just failed to convert it again and, and I you know a- last week I talked about the Scarlet's attack and I said oh you know it's okay it's a defence that's got mm. issues I, I want to take that comment back because <laughs> yeah. Scarlet's yeah, attack around, was yeah. absolutely yeah. dreadful I'm watching in the was. with these Scarlet's boys and they just they kept saying, "What are we doing in attack? We look yeah. clueless." And they did. They look. The one thing I will say, Cardiff probably did deserve it on balance. Yes, Scarlets could have won it, mm. but they looked more threatening with ball in hand. I thought Cardiff than Scarlets because to me, Scarlets just didn't look like they knew how what many, they were doing. How many times did think, Cardiff attack the? Tw- how many times did Cardiff have ball in the Scarlets twenty-two? I haven't got the stats in front of me, so <laughs> I can't tell you that. Not that many. <laughs> Yeah. But they did look, they, they still looked like they had an idea. Was that the try? looked yeah. completely toothless. Probably, yeah. Mm. yeah. But to me, they, they did. To, they scored. They were clinical, yeah. 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 And it was, you know, yeah, and, it was, and like I say, the old Irish defence wins games. Yeah, but we need to Cardiff talk about Fafita, don't we? Fafita, because yeah, that was a huge, huge moment. That was a penalty, then it was overturned, and you're thinking, what's that for? And when you saw the replay... Well, we just all had our head and our hands. I mean, he was so brain dead. But that's the problem with players like Fabita. He's a quality player, but he lives on the edge. And sometimes they can be a liability, especially when they're giving away really dull. You yeah. know, he had to go. It was a clear red. And that was critical yeah, because Scouts were pounding the land the line. And had they scored, they win that game. You know, they yeah, would have yeah. gone on to win it. But that was a huge, huge moment. And the view yeah, so. another, another moment was uh, Thomas Williams getting under half penny over the line as well, sort of thing. And mm. I thought that sort of typified, true, yeah. uh, uh, typified the sort of attack is that they were uh, typified that was throw, them throwing everything at us, isn't it? But uh, the card is like just scrambled defence. Um, Josh Turnbull yeah. was everywhere, Thomas Young was everywhere, about yeah. front five of you know, proper fronting up sometimes. It's just like you, you're down in um, the South Terrace of the Arms Park thinking. They don't care, so why do I care? It's really like, isn't it? But everybody turned up in that pack against their goal line defense was very good. Mm. Cardiff's goal line defense was really, really good. And I thought, like you said, Thomas Williams there, I thought he was fantastic. I really Mm. did. Thomas Williams. There's a big debate about the scrum halves at the moment in Wales. I think he's shown um, against Scarlets that he is still the number one, isn't he, in Wales? I think Thomas Williams. So um, I thought he was fantastic. But yeah, on balance. Cardiff probably did serve to win, but it was a terrible spectacle for Welsh rugby, wasn't it? It was absolutely oh, dire. Game. I it feel sorry for Lee because you know, Lee was there. I mean, I don't know what Again. the crowd attendance were. It, it looked pretty poor, you know, Saturday night, mm. nice weather. We watching on the in the pub, and we just thinking the people saying, "Well, where's you know, where's everyone?" I thought it was disappointing. What do you think, Lee? You were there. What did you make of the crowds and atmosphere? Yeah, says, I think it's, it's bad. It's one of those things that once. Once we get a couple of wins under the belt, that it will fill itself again. Joy, it is one of those things that has been. It was a frustrating end to last season. We were up and down, up and down, and then pre-season was stop-start. What I say that we are, we, we've improved this year. I mean, our lineout was a lot better on Saturday. We didn't lose a single lineout. The scrum was a lot better. We, we took a couple of scrums against. So we, we're starting to 
put together some of the places where we've been poor in the past. And our defence was actually quite good, apart from one tackle. You know, and that one tackle, you know, cost us a game. So, you know, I think, like you said last, we're now four games, four games where we could have won all four. And if we're sitting there and we're winning all four games by one point, we're sitting there, why aren't we winning them by bonus point wins? Do you know what I mean? So we're not actually that far away from a, a decent win. It does feel like it. And if you read social media, oh my God, blow the place up and let's, let's all go down the command, then, you know, it's, it's, it's a total kind of overreaction. If you, if you listen, I tell you what you should do is listen, watch the game, and switch the commentary off and just just make your own decision about what's happening in the game because that makes a massive difference. I've heard people say to me, oh, you know, so-and-so is doing this and so-and-so is doing that. And when, you, when you're watching it on the pitch, when you're sitting there and you're watching it and you, you've got the whole pitch, you can see things like no, nobody knew Combia was waiting for that ball in that, that crossfield kick because you don't see it on the telly. Yeah, you don't. You you've got that tight up angle, and you can just see him going bang, 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 bang. So when the crowd is screaming for that crossfield kick, you don't. You, you know, you're not getting that feel. So, you know, I think watching it without the commentary for me is always better than than watching it with, just because you get to make your own decision about what's going on, and you actually start looking at at what is going on and and how it's working. Um. I just, I just felt we're, we're not that far away. You know, I, I'll be honest, I thought Cardiff defence on Saturday was superb. I, I really did. It was, it's what kept you in the game because for 75 it's minutes... It's what won we, us the game. Yes, it's, it's yeah. absolutely well about the try. Yeah. But it, is, it is what won us the game, isn't it? But yeah. And like the, the, the longer the game went on, the, I thought the less the Scarlets thought that they could score. You know, like... Yeah, it became... Time, um, Mistakes and things like you know a crash into the face uh, from yeah. you know from that clear out will happen. But if if we were a bit more confident, if we'd have won those first three games, you know, then then you do start swinging the ball. Do you know what I mean? And, and let me ask have... you this, Lee. Mm. Sorry, let me ask you this. Dwayne Peel, is he really the right man for you going forward? Yeah, I am definitely. Mate. Yeah, definitely. And I've seen a lot of people going all sack and bring back Brad Moore. Yeah. Brad Brad Moore didn't win that many games. There was a feeling in the club because he was a good um, uh, a good crowd manager, and and this is the one bit that where I think Peel lets himself down. You know, he took the players off the pitch after the game. You could see players were pretty fed up and and all of this. Mm. And I think, do you know what? Just if if they go and talk to, I think the feeling is that everybody hates us because we lost. You know, if you're sitting there as a player, the last thing you want to do is go and have photos with kids and all that. And I and I totally get that. But actually, go and have that photo with a kid because that kid will tell you that he's you're you're still his hero. And it doesn't matter what you've done. You know, I still think you're amazing. And for that, as a player, you know that's that's what you need. You need to know that these people are still behind you, and that is where your confidence will come from. So I think that's the only bit that he he lets himself down is that just that media management, that crowd management, where we need to do... Do you feel he took the job a bit too early? Do you you think he should have developed a bit more before taking on a a head coach role? Should have stayed at Cardiff, shouldn't he? He'd have been sacked by now. (laughs) 
it's, it's a bit like having kids, isn't it? If you wait till you're ready, you, you, you'll never do it. You know, at some point, you've got to step into it. And if you look at how many Welsh coaches, Welsh born and bred head coaches we've developed over the last few years, none. You know, it's a little far between, but I, I also think like because Di Young came in after Joubert, um, if you recall, like years ago, um, before he went to Wasps, and as part of his like um, contract was when Joubert left, uh, he could have the. But I thought they, they thought Joubert was going to be there for a, a longer time before he got the contract in in South Africa, um, and then Di Young was suddenly thrown in the deep end, and that showed he was really out of his depth, sort of thing. He wasn't uh, ready at all, was he? No, not at all, not at all, sort of thing. And then but, you know, we did, we did come on. We did, we, you know, we had a good side uh, um, that did, you know, make waves. You know, things like 2010, or when we hammered, um, absolutely murdered uh, 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 Gloucester in the English Cup, if you call with Tito and and all those boys. Um, but he, he just wasn't ready, sort of thing. And that's what we do with that experience, players and coaches, yeah. isn't it? Just throw them in. And they, uh, with a sink or swim mentality, and other countries maybe develop them more. Like most, most of the, most of the coaches around the world tend to be New Zealand or Australian, don't they? Isn't it? Because they've got this sort of, sort of pipeline of coaches. Well, yeah, uh, they've got they that. They, they've yeah. got almost two levels, haven't they? They've got the the Super Rugby, and then they've got Provincial Rugby. Mm, and, that's right. You know, we, I think if if Dwayne Peel didn't take it, then he would never have come back to the Scarlets. And, and what he has brought back to the Scarlets is a belief in the shirt. You know, we this season we're not getting pasted by 50, 60 points like we were last year. You know, well, it's been zebra next week, so you never know. <laughs> well, yeah, the, as Cardiff but, can testify, <laughs> but there isn't an easy game in this league anymore. You know, and this no, this is good. where yeah, that's just where we were talking about earlier with, with squads and rotation. Um, I I don't think Scarlets. And this is where I made my prediction earlier in the year that Scarlets are not going to get hammered the same way as Cardiff and Ospreys are, and and Dragons to a certain extent. I think we've only got like four or five boys really in contention for Welsh places. You know, we're not going to get hammered, so we will have a period of stability and we can just work with the same boys and I think that's going to be to our benefit and I, I think that, that that's probably what we need now. If, if we had a, a couple of weeks in South Africa now coming up, I'd take that just because I think those players just need a bit of time together and a time away from all the bullshit that's going on outside and just go right let's, let's go back to where we need to be sort of thing. So I don't think it's as bad as everyone's saying and I think well, at we'll, some point we'll, we'll find out next week. No, even after the the zebra game, mate, I'm not. I think what we're really good at in Wales is is panicking and just going completely overboard with everything shit. It's not shit, all right. It's not great. We can see it's not great, but sometimes you've got to walk through the shit in order to get to the roses, and that's where we are now. But if if Scarlets did lose to Zebra at home, there's going to be a hell of a lot of pressure put on Peel, isn't there? You know, because I'll be five games without to win, losing at home to Zebra. I mean, you would think that the pressure and the criticism from fans is only going to intensify, isn't it? You know, so the Scarlets desperately have to win against Zebra. It, it, it doesn't have to be pretty, it could be as ugly as you like, but they've got to beat Zebra at home. They've got to. But, but rightly or wrongly, is that pressure on Peel where? 
Whereas, you know, the senior players within that team, they need to take it on board and grab the team by the scruff of the neck, say, play the plan, get stuck in, you know, and it will come together. At the end yeah. of the day, Peel isn't on the pitch, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's part of it. You know, and you, and we've got twenty odd players in in the physio room, you know. So that that is again one of those bits. <laughs> Excuses. Yeah. Well, no, it is. It is. We've got we got Scott Williams. If Scott Williams wasn't <laughs> back this week, <laughs> yeah. But if if Scott Williams isn't back for this weekend, uh, you know, uh, who the hell did you put it inside centre? Uh, we we we're literally down to. We're delving into academy boys already. We're four games into the season, and we're hoping that some of the academy. I, I'm really look, the bit I'm annoyed with is that we haven't made a play for any of the Worcester players at all, or Wasp. Well, they said they can't afford them. Uh, that's WRU, isn't it? I bet if it was Newport, we'd be able to. Well, afford well, well that, that's another. That's another <laughs> That's another story. That's another story. Mm. But um, I just make a quick know. point about the Scarlets, though, right? Hmm. Lee, I know the other Scarlet fans out there, you want to hope and pray that Califamoni don't get injured because by God do you boys rely on him yeah, big yeah, time. Yeah. Like have you, forward, you, yeah. have you seen the have you seen the URC stats? He has made the yeah. most amount of total carries of any other player. They constantly hmm. rely on him. I mean, if you lose I, him, Scarlet's are screwed, don't they? Because they got no one going forward at all. Yeah. But yeah. But then he's not going to play every. We, he, he physically cannot play every game this season. You know, particularly the way he plays, the type of player he is. We know he's not going to play every game this season. The problem we've got is the two boys that we've got waiting. You know, they're learning from yeah. him, ready to take over. They're both crocked. So yeah. we, we're in that position where we've we've literally got nobody else to put in that side. You remember when we were playing youth Cowan? And you get to two o'clock on a Saturday afternoon and somebody'd have to go up the arcade and see if somebody wanted a <laughs> we need two players. Can one of you play? Who fancies a game? Who fancies a <laughs> game? We're we're almost in that position. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it does feel a little bit like that um sometimes. But yeah, you're right. I mean it, 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 the man's a massive ball carrier. But yeah, we've the days he's been a terrific signer, isn't he? And you don't forget, yeah. he's no spring chicken now, he's 34 years old, and he's still constantly getting over that game. Like, you, I think he's that terrific, old. but yeah, yeah. he's that old, yeah. And the Scarlets, they are relying a hell of a lot on him, I think, too much yeah. personally. Yeah. But, um, can I, can I just ask what happened to uh, Tamani, uh, Tamani because he went off again and he was starting to have a big impact in that game for Cardiff. Then, did he have a head injury or Tamani. something? No, yeah. he was. A knee, wasn't it? He was injured, yeah. Uh, hang on. I'll find he, was, out what... he was right in front of me. I tell you what, he's a big boy. He's a years we've needed a, a second row like him. And for years, we uh, just like bought new centres and flankers, like, you know, or wingers, yeah. you know, doing like, isn't it? And like the fans are just like heads in their hands, is like they do. Um, the, the roar that went up when we signed our hit from the Ospreys, like, isn't it? <laughs> Finally, like a decent number three, you know, what have you. And, uh, and then for year on year, we had these little, you know, skinny second rows or, or academy boys second rows. Like, Seb <laughs> Davis came through. I remember him coming through and him playing in like week that, in, week out. And he was, um, he's, he's a bigger boy now, like, isn't he? But at the time, yeah. he was, you know, 21, 22 sort of thing. And time, I'm yeah. every game. And you could see there was a lot of potential there. But, um, yeah, we've needed the Tamani for, for oh, ages, man. He, yeah. was, oh. he was stood. He was getting treatment about 10, 15 metres in front of me. And I was looking at the size of his legs and I thought, 
I could probably get my arms around one. <laughs> do you know what I mean? How on earth do you manage to get two arms around that guy and stop him running? I know. Oh, I He's massive, mate. I was talking to him up the road here the other day, and he is huge. Absolutely he? massive. Yeah, he was outside the co-op the other day, yeah. <laughs> he was outside the co-op? Outside it was... I said the co-op. It was the day after. Dan <laughs> left north. He lives. He lives just up in Whitchurch. It was the day after um, you beat Munster, and I was chatting to him. So I just stopped. You know, as you do. <laughs> it's an exclusive for the pod. Yeah, uh, exclusive. For, that's an exclusive for the pod. Then Tamani shops are co-op. There we are. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. You did it here first. <laughs> you did it here first. Exclusive. That'd be um, Wales on like tomorrow. That one. And the hello, 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 breakfast in the Fino. Yeah. <laughs> It'll all be in Wales online. You watch. In the Fino, you know what I said about uh, buying centres and all that? Like, do, I remember we bought uh, Willis Hallahollow, who, by the way, was amazing in defence uh, and uh, had a bit yeah. of go forward himself yeah. against you boys and what have you. I do like uh, Willis. But um, we played uh, the game against Powell before going on to uh, beat Gloucester. And uh, we'd all gone to watch the game. And uh, we, were, me and my wife went into the Fino Lounge uh, for a last pint on the way home sort of thing because, uh, well, we didn't have kids and why not? Um, my wife went to the toilet and tapped on my shoulder. And I turned around, it's Willis Hallahollow, because I was wearing a Cardiff shirt. And he says, um, oh, all right, mate. Now, I'm, I'm a 44-year-old man, but I can still be starstruck. Now, <laughs> he's a Kiwi. My wife is a Kiwi. And so this is what came out of my mouth. I went, my wife's in the toilet. <laughs> and he went, all right, all right. Like, uh, and, went, and, I, and I went, oh, but good game today, mate. Good game today. And, my wife came back, and he was lovely. He had a chat with us. He was, he was holding court. Like, he was like, there's loads of people around him. But he felt he had a chat with my wife and asked her where she was from and all that. And then when we left, he called over to us. Oh, nice to meet you and bye-bye and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, really tired, nice guy, it? like, you know, yeah. But you know, my Absolutely. wife's in the toilet. He was like, yeah, <laughs> Reese. <laughs> well, so he's a nice guy, isn't he? Yeah, but okay. Carwin messaged me, right? And he's like, I was sat in the cafe opposite Hallahola. And this is when all the stuff about the eggs was going on. I was going like... Is he having scrambled eggs on toast? Go on, go and ask him, is he having eggs? How does he like his eggs? <laughs> like, well, for I can't, I... they were poached. <laughs> I know, you fanny, go and, go and ask him. Don't be a wuss. Go, go and make an egg joke with him, you bastard. But no, you wussed out again, didn't you, mate? Anyway, look, let's, let's move on. Look, let's, let's talk about a decent team, uh, Ulster, um, because they were class. Uh Admittedly, up against a second or second and a half string Ospreys team, you know, um, it was coming, especially when the Ospreys tried to run it from the first kickoff, and it all went tits up from there, to be honest. How did it go it for the first kickoff? Watch, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, you know, I, I admittedly, and I, and I agree with the commentators, when Gareth Thomas took that head, head knock and he was down, the ref should have blew the whistle straight away. You know, we talk about player welfare, and that should have stopped. It, I don't, it wouldn't have changed the outcome of the game by any means, but it would have stopped that first try in, in the first two minutes. But, um, you know, it was just one of those games. And I, I, I told you in the weekly, and I just mentioned it to Jamie there earlier, that it's like, it's, it's Wales over region at the moment. You know, the boys were contracted. In my, this is just my personal opinion. The boys were contracted. On WRU contracts, they... They they have to have a certain amount of time games they can play, 
Um, I, I don't know if the region chooses when or when they can play or if they, they're told, right, they're not playing this week, they have to rest. But, you know, they're, they're not... There's no... They, they're guaranteed that spot in the Welsh squad. So if there was no guarantees, these players would have to play week in, week out to, to prove themselves, to get in that squad, you know? And they're fighting for a place. And, and with them fighting for those places, the region is then doing well, you know? And I think that will go forward into the Welsh team. It'll make the Welsh team better. Not, all right, you know, we know we're in the squad. We're not playing this. We can, we can rest up a bit. I get the player welfare thing, but it just has a huge impact on the region. And that's all four regions. You know, yeah, no, absolutely. You, yeah. It, it, it curtails their ability to be able to be successful, doesn't it? Because the yeah. best players in a small nation are always uh, being sort of rested or put on camp. Uh, like you know, when we when we sign internationals, um, I think I said in one of the earlier podcasts, there's always that sense of well, we'll have them at the start of the season and hopefully without injury at the end of the season. Like yeah. you know, like you're absolutely Falatau, yeah. Man. And don't get me wrong, when Falatau's on, you know, he's uh, you know, I'll have him for four games this year. But but yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree with you, Carwin. There's there's a uh, there's a lot, you know, funneling towards Team Wales sort of thing. Yeah, and it's hard to watch because I was really looking forward to the match, you know, and I, I watched it at home, yeah, and I was like, right, you know, all right, you know, we can come back into this, and then we scored our first try, like, all right, 14-7. I said, you know what? You just never know. But then it just, the game just exploded. It was like, oh, well. I, you know, and I watched it to the end. It really broke my heart. But it, it was just like, you know, I, I'm watching it just because I love my rugby. I love the Ospreys, but we just didn't have the team. It was, yes, it'll do the players a world of good down the line, experience-wise, great. But as a supporter, I don't want to see that. I want to see them winning fucking week in, week out. You know, get the players on the pitch. If they're not injured, get your best team on week in, week out. Good luck. Or at you least... Know, um... Or yeah, or at least challenging, isn't it? Or at least coming yeah. out going, that was a good game. Shame we lost, you know. As opposed to Jesus, <laughs> my yeah. God. So I I think the difference is right. The difference is right when when those Irish sides lose players, right? The players that come through are a little bit better developed, and that comes from playing more rugby at a higher level. So. You know, we we should be using the Premiership in Wales. If if you're not if you're fit and you're um, not playing, you sh- you should be on a park somewhere every Saturday, uh, playing against somebody. Now, Absolutely. What, I've seen the Scarlets do it a lot more this season than I have. I think every single fit player plays every week now, and that that takes time to come through. You know what you're doing is you're building the skills, you're building the experience, you're building the the, the hard knocks. We, we never used to do it. And I think that's the difference is Ulster can drop five, six, seven players and actually the standard won't drop that much because the squad as a whole is a bit higher skilled. And I think that's where we really get hammered is our, they say we're, we're putting players in, like you said just now, Carl, you're putting players in and they're learning from the experience. They should have been learning from that experience for the last two years playing in the Premiership. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there needs to be a higher quality, a higher standard in the Premiership as well, you know. Mm. And, and God, I said that comes with the people who aren't playing well for your region, shunt them straight back down. 
if they're not if they're not playing well enough, they get back in that Premiership until they you know they buck up. Yeah. Then bring them back up into the regions if they're if they're good enough. And those people in in the Premiership, if they're good enough, get them back up into the into the region. The drop off yeah. in ability is quite considerable, isn't it? With um, oh, huge, yeah, it is huge. But yeah. like you were just saying about Calamathoni, if Scarlets lose Calamathoni, who's that player to come in? You know, who's pushing Calamathoni at the minute? And we we haven't got anyone. You know, it's the same as like who's pushing Reese Webb at Ospreys. I'll be oh, honest. Don't get me started. Here. Don't get me started. Because I tell you what. My granny could push him, mate. Webb has Webb's been, been dead right? six months. He's had the most turnovers against him. So I read the stats yesterday. The most turnovers against him in the league. And then, but like watching Ruben Morgan Williams there, he's screaming for penalties at the back of the scrum rather than just, if there's going to be a penalty, the ref will blow for a penalty, get the fucking ball out, get him moving. Don't hang about. Mm. You know, he, he's just, just, he's wasting time. There's, there's, but with, um, with Reese Reb, though, People really got to stop talking about him for Wales. That yeah. ship has sailed. What yeah. is the point yeah. of bringing in Reese Webb? I would see now 33, 34. Why bring him in? You know, I just don't understand. You know, I, I'm a big fan of Reese Webb. I, you know, when I hear people saying about, oh, he should be back in the Wales selection. No, no, he's too old now. And that the ship sailed. ship sailed, exactly. I mean, he, when he played for Wales, don't get me wrong, he was really good for Wales, you know. But he went off, he did his thing as his own choice. Good luck, and you know, nothing held against the guy. But, um, and, and he was playing well for the Ospreys at the time. But he, he he's slipping off a few things there, and you know, we've got a couple other good boys there coming through. But Ruben Morgan Williams needs to buck up his ideas. Don't hang about shouting at the ref, screaming for a penalty. Get the ball out, you play the whistle, get the ball out, get shifting, make the most of the opportunities because they weren't and they didn't, you know. Mm. And maybe more could have come out of uh, the other night there, like, you know, but, uh, oh, I don't know. Look, we're playing the Stormers tomorrow night, right? Yeah. But you know, yeah. We've we got a few boys back. I'm looking forward to it. Um, you got four back, haven't you? Alan Winbeards. Uh, yeah. we're, we're only missing a few. I think we're missing Anscombe, Cuthbert, and who's the other lad? Tips. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say you're missing Cuthbert, mate. I'd say he's not playing. I wouldn't say you're missing him at all. No, I mean, that's, to be that's fair, he's been good. from the squad, like, you know, and then there's a couple injured. Yeah, you know? that's unfair. He's been good for the Ospreys, in fairness. He has. Yeah, it's been good. Yeah. You've got and a strong well team, man. You're looking at it now. Nicky Smith, Dowie Lake, Thomas Francis, Bia, Jones, yeah. Boots, Morgan, Morris. you got a strong team out. Michael Collins, yeah, I'm looking forward Bucking, to seeing uh, Roots playing. Ethan Roots is a cracking player. Hmm. You know, I think you've got um, six, six internationals in your pack. And I think yeah. you've got three international backs out, you know. And well, hopefully that'll be like a steady uh, set piece, isn't it? You'd hope. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, yeah. while you're talking about internationals, I know I don't know how long we got left on the cast this evening. You mentioned squads because I think they're picking the Welsh squad next week. We'll move on to, sorry, sorry, Jane, we'll move on to the Dragons now. I just want to... No, it's okay. We can skip the Dragons. Don't worry about that. That's not <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Go to Wales, that's absolutely fine. <laughs> well, I'm going to mention a couple of the Dragons yeah. boys here because... I've, I've done my whole squad, but you said you only wanted to mention the forwards, but I don't know when we're on again next week. So I, I'll just quickly, I'm not going to give you a rundown of why and whatever. I'm just, I'm just going to say who. So my forwards are uh, uh, Carey, Francis, uh, Gareth Thomas, Wynne Jones, Nicky Smith and, and Dylan Lewis. Then you've got Lake, uh, Ryan Elias uh, and Owens, 
Rollins, Beard, Alan Jones, and I'm not sure for a, a fourth second row there. I haven't decided yet. Then I've got Revel, Shinzuna, Tips, and Lewis Hughes in the back row with Faletto and Morgan Morris. And then I've got Kieran Hardy and Thomas Williams Scrumavs. Only two of them. Bigger Anscombe Costello, North Tompkins, Dixon, and Cluellen. Dixon? Uh, Bloody hell. Dixon? Yeah, I like Dixon. He's solid. Lewis He's not played. Keelan Giles. Yeah, he was playing last week. Yeah, um, yeah, he used to be playing. Adams, Halfpenny, and McNichol. That is my squad. How many you can laugh your tits off all you want. I even included a couple of scarlets in it just to make you happy. Sarah, how many beers have you had? Because you, because you went. I tell you what, we won't do the, we won't do the, the rundown on the national side. Oh, we'll just, we'll just do forwards, and then, then you just run down yeah, the whole lot. And, 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 and then Jamie's here going, "We've got to talk about the fucking dragons, yet, please." <laughs> uh, we know you said about the forwards, but look, I, I just wanted no, to get I was that out there. Say, that's fine. Hmm. Couple of players in there though, right? Ken Owens being one and Lee Halfpenny. Now they haven't had a lot of game time. They've literally just come back from injury. Is yeah. it right to be putting them straight into the autumn series? Because I it doesn't quite sit like me, especially with well, Ken. Well, with Ken Owens, when I saw him come on the other day against uh, the Blues, I thought he was nearly one of the best players on the pitch. Oh, he's but... done it again. He's 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 called them the Blues. Oh, oh God, Twitter will melt down, Carwin. But but he, um, oh dear, he was. He, I thought he was one of the best players on the pitch. I don't think he should. You know, maybe throw him in against Georgia, see how he goes, give him half hour, whatever. But um, I, I'd have him as the backup just for now, leading up to the Six Nations. You know, give him more game time, give him bits of the international, get, get his experience there. You know, for well, why? Like, we, we we know what Ken Owens could do. Why bring him in? I don't understand why bring him in when you got someone like Bradley Roberts at the Dragons. So they, when, you know, I'm not just saying accent bias, but he has been pretty done in fairness, Bradley Roberts. I'm not going to say anything because I think in he's fairness, competing. In fairness, I hadn't actually thought of Bradley Roberts. Mm. You, know? you know, because he seems to be the forgotten man, haven't he? You know, and I yeah. think he's been terrific since he joined the Dragons. Yeah, I think Ken, Ken Owens has just come back from Kamal and. Command duty, isn't Quince, he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Quince, yeah. yes, right. Uh, and then one scarlet game off the bench. But we know what Ken can do. Right. He's been there, done now. We need to yeah. see now, especially in the autumn. I want to see someone like Bradley Roberts get a shot. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. also with half penny as well. I think they probably will bring him back. Again, I don't sit right with me, but the options at fullback are quite limited, aren't they? No, you know. Are well, they gonna have I, Johnny I, otherwise I wouldn't have I wouldn't have put half penny there, but I could not think of anyone else reliable yeah. enough. To stick back there. Well, I, you know, I think he will be in there. He never worked out there, did he, McNichol? Well, it's his defence, isn't it? I think ball and Andy's very elusive. I, I do like mm. McNichol, but there is a question mark over his defence, especially at the international level. There's been talk about Josh Adams moving to full-back. In fact, there was a rumour going round that if he was fit for Cardiff this weekend against Dragons, they were going to put him at 15. He, he so, see how that goes. He has played at 15. He did it for Worcester as well. He was at Worcester, so he played full-back. So, but yeah, fullback is uh, that's a tricky position as, as well as hooker. But I wouldn't have Ken. I, I'd have Bradley Roberts instead of Ken. Yeah, yeah, I, but, maybe. Uh, well, what I would say is, is with Ken on the pitch, our line out works a bucket load better. So mm. you, you're right. We know we know what we get from Ken, and he isn't 100 match fit yet. He's he is getting there. So. I, I agree. When, I think when is that? When has the 100 match fit stop the Welsh squad or the Welsh coaches from picking players? 
Well, hopefully now, because if oh, it's two captains in it for years, didn't he? But I mean, you know, for Six Nations, for Six Nations, I'd understand, but I do think for the autumn, I do think there is scope there for developing and bringing through different players. And I, I just don't see what you get from bringing Ken in. I would rather look at other players and save him for the Six Nations, personally. But that's just my view. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and we, we tend to say, because of the nature of, like we were just saying about the drop-off in skills, weren't we, earlier on uh, with some of our players and our squads, uh, and we tend to, to pick a very, very good 15, don't we, when everybody's fit for Wales, mm. but then you start to take a few holes in that and, and the, the skill levels drop with it. Uh, mm. We tend to start... Uh, That's our rugby, isn't it? That's the rugby way. Play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We yeah. haven't got the depth, have we? That's the problem. Yeah. Sorry, I, problem. I, no depth. I, only, I, I only mentioned three second rows there. Who would be the four second row? Ben Carter. I, I think so. Zou- I put Chris yeah. Zuner in. Why, why yeah, would but is he going to be used as a back row? Is he going to be used as back row, though? He's, I've got him down as my blind side. Well, yeah. Ex- Exeter are playing him at seven. I know yeah, he's yeah. doing yeah. a cracking yeah. job, but I, I, I'd bring him in at at second row because you you then get that kind of mobility in the pack if you put Zuna with let's say you put him with Rollins or Alan Wynne-Jones you've got one tight guy that does the dirty work you've got your enforcer around the rucks and then you've got somebody that can pop up in between your your centers and on your on your wing and actually run with the ball and and you've got this real kind of balance to each other but I think that's that's what we're missing is having, you know, when we had Jake Ball and Alan Wynne Jones, they they're both similar kind of players. You wouldn't want to mess with either of them because they're rock solid and they're coming at you and there's no sidestep and there's no fancy hands. They're either going to run straight through you, or you're gonna they're going to trip up trying. Yeah, and, we, and we really we, miss Jake Ball's ball carrying, don't we? Yeah, for yeah, Wales, that's the one thing we have missed. Adam we, have, yeah. we have really missed those ball carriers in the second row. But um, another but man who could Will be Rollins in contention is, is Seb, Davis. Seb Davis. Seb, Seb Davis, Davis as well. Is he going to get? Um, job, yeah. It's mad that we got dropped all of a sudden, wasn't it? It was crazy because you know he was being used in the back row. He was, he was a constant selection in the mm. squad, and then all of a sudden he was just dropped out to the blue. And you do wonder: is he going to get a? And he always gives 110%, no matter what happens. He always gives, like, you know, an absolute, like, shift every time he plays. Uh, he and played, I, see him more, um, I don't see him as a back row. I see him as a... No. Second. But he uh, had but a yeah, stormer, no, didn't he? He had a stormer Rollins against France. A great hmm. And then they dropped him. That's what I could understand with Seb Davis. He had a brilliant game in the six days. He's dead fast. <laughs> he got dropped. But then... To don't be understand it. To be fair to Pivak, one thing he does do is he will say to a player, I want you to go away and work on this, this and this. And if they work mm. on it, he does bring them back in. It's not... Yeah. Like in, the, in the Gatland days, you were you were either in or you were gone. There, there was no yeah. there was no halfway house. And what Pivak's done, he has gone, right, yeah, I need you to work on this, this and this, go back to your club, show me this, come back in. And it's a good point because he's done it with Lewis Resamit, hasn't he? You know, because yeah. I remember when he got dropped, yeah. there was a big hoo ha about it. And I thought, Christ, you know, that's uh, harsh. But fair play, it was the right decision because he's been tearing up for Gloucester mm. ever since, Sorry. really, haven't he? So, and, and not, not as, as high profile, but Owen Lane, <laughs> he did, you know, he's not going to like bother it and stuff like that. I know he's injured at the moment, isn't it? But, yeah. but he did the same with him, sort of thing. And he, he went away and started having absolute stormers for Cardiff. Yeah, mm. I forgot to mention uh, Max Llewellyn as well. I think he's had a great yeah. start to the season. 
He deserves and it. I, and, I, and I think he's probably going to be in that squad as well. So who and would if, you, and if he's not, who would on, you Lee. who would you put right? I, I think that there are, there are two key areas as as a team or as a squad where we're weak. One is front row, and one is outside centre. I think we let you say Maxwell in is one of those players that is coming through. You've also got Tonkinson. Uh, who else? Who? Who? Tomkinson. Uh, Tom, uh, Tomkins. Tomkins, not Tomkinson. Tomkins. <laughs> he plays for the Dragons. He's not available. Yeah, no, you know the one. The other one. We're all watching Twitter over our shoulder. Yeah? Sorry, how, how many beers you have, Sorry, what did you say about me? <laughs> no, Tomkins. So, uh, and then you've got um, Johnny Williams, but he's injured. Yeah. So inside centre, that there is like a choice of three or four. Outside centre is is quite limited. Yeah. So putting George North in there, he's not even playing outside centre at Ospreys, you know. Mm. And then you're just going to chuck him in against New Zealand at outside centre and go against all one of the best up. outside centres in the world, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I think the, the the front three we're we're weak. I don't think we've got anybody there that people fear at the minute. I think a couple of years ago, probably Win Jones was feared when he was with the um, Lions, but um, right now he's he's okay. He's not great. He's he's okay. Ken, when when Ken Owens is is on fire, yeah, he's great. But you see, he's just coming back from injury, and is I think Bradley Roberts is is playing really well at the minute, but. He needs to have a couple of games at that international level to really stamp the authority and and really get stuck into someone and go, actually, we're not having this. And then maybe Thomas Francis, but again, he's a decent scrummager, but he doesn't do anything else on the pitch. I just think with that front three, really, really light, and we're going up against sides that are going to go, do you know what, our front three are going to rip the shit out of your front three. And I don't think we'll be able to do anything from that. Do you know what I mean? From scrums, from lineouts, rucks will be second best if we don't get that front three sorted. So my question is, who's your front three? You say about Thomas Francis, but I've always like um, when when the modern game sort of came in, like you know the, the professional game and stuff like that. And you had these props, like you know running like centres and stuff like that, but couldn't scrum for toffee. Uh, and I can think of um, he improved throughout his career, so I don't want to be nasty to anybody, but Scott Andrews, um, you know his scrummaging got better towards the end of his career, and he was brilliant about the pack. But all I want my my, my props to do is to scrummage to start with and everything oh, and hit every ruck they can and lift in the line out, isn't it? Yeah, and then yeah. their game can be developed. If that is perfect, if that is strong, is that is, is that that's their then, number one job? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like I was I was pleased to see like um you know uh, I'm gonna mention a Cardiff boy again. I do apologize but uh, oh, bloody Cardiff bias on this show. <laughs> bloody <laughs> hell. Cardiff this Cardiff <laughs> yeah, but Dylan Lewis in South Africa. I'm not saying he's uh, choosing but, but my point is like isn't it there's there's more boys now going the other way that, that they they thought against the likes of you know kits off and, and, and all those South African boys would actually be, be destroyed and they weren't. They weren't they, weren't. they, they, they really mm. uh, I don't know what the change was but they they scrummaged really really well and that's the starting point isn't it so if Thomas Francis is what he's offering is hitting every ruck and scrummaging fairly well against these big sides because the drop-off is that those big packs will just uh, or 
very well developed packs will just eat us uh, doing like in it. So I want a, a scrummager first and foremost, you know, in my mm. uh, front three. So I, I don't mind keeping with Thomas Francis, but as long as he's, um, I don't know, there's a game plan to it. Mm. Yeah, I, I absolutely think, agree with that. I think there's a whole load of players. There's a raft of players just underneath that are really decent players, but they're not kind of dominating. They're not making that step up to international level and then dominating at international level. You look at someone like um, Genge and Sinclair at Bristol, you know, mm. they, they dominate at international level. They take the club form and they do it at yeah. international level yeah. and they're, 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 they're a little bit Kench, yeah. yeah but they're a little <laughs> bit crazy they've got that kind of look in their eye that says if you look at me yeah it's I'm going to smash you yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's just you, you them, anyway. Jesus <laughs> I, I think that's just the look people give you outside the co-op Carwin I wouldn't I wouldn't you know <laughs> I think he was winking to be honest <laughs> But well, we know, do I, struggle with scrummaging props, though, don't we? And the, yeah, our yeah. best scrummaging do, prop yeah. is not available, and that is Samson Lee. Yeah. He is yeah. out and out our best scrummaging tight end that we have in Wales, but unfortunately, he's just played by injuries, and it's a real shame because I'm a big fan of Samson Lee, and now he's a guy you can't scrummage. Have you seen how wide he is? Like, so, yeah. You know, he said, like, um, what's his name, the, the new, your new guy at Cardiff. So I was internationally over summer, and Samson Lee was walking out the gym. Fuck me, the sun went in. It was, just, <laughs> he, was he was about eight foot wide. He was yeah, he was he getting, he was getting into the Gren calendars all. Do you remember what? the Gren calendars, the rugby calendars? <laughs> he looks like a prop from the Gren calendars. <laughs> <laughs> Even the hair. Sorry, sorry Samson. No, 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 I'm back down right now. Oh, gas. He is massive. But let's talk about dragons and uh, Benetton Treviso. Have you just found the script again? Have you? Have you? Did you drop the script? Well, I wanted. I wanted to get it in before I forgot. That's all. Just before I forgot. You know. Let's so do Jamie, dragon. Jamie thought no. you'd escaped then. While, while, you're two... talk, while you're talking about the dragons, I'll have a quick fag break and I'll come back and it should all be over. Every week. They're just slagging me off from them away now. To be fair, we've had two weeks of encouragement from the dragons, haven't we? You know, against Munster and Sharks. But I am afraid to say that the dragons have returned to being dragonsy. You know, it did feel like the same old dragon. So this is my issue, right? So I knew that we were going to make changes because Dye Flanagan hinted about making a couple of changes. I'm on the train now and I'm waiting for the team sheet to uh, pop up on Twitter. And I looked at it. And when I saw 10 changes, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Because I knew that that team wasn't going to get the job done in Benetton. You know, the, you should never have made 10 changes. I like Dai Flanagan a lot. I think he's been doing a good job since he arrived. But for me, that was his first big mistake to make that amount of changes because momentum is everything in sport, right? And we needed to keep it going. But what's happened now, we made all those changes. We went to Benetton. We put in a disjointed, poor performance, you know? And now the momentum is gone. And you looked ahead to this week, this weekend, now Cardiff, they're on a high. Okay, there was a terrible 
well, game, but they've got to win. <laughs> they, yeah, but they're tails of us now. That's yeah, what I'm no, saying. They've got to win. They're yeah, going into this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Mm. They're going into this weekend. Your tails are up. With us mm. now, it's, well, we're coming off a loss. So momentum is lost. It just feels like the good work that we did those past two weeks against Munster Sharks was just lost. And I mean, you know, you know you're, you're always going to be in trouble when you've got Lewis Jones as your starting scrum half, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Because there's a reason why he was fourth choice from Arthur Cardiff. I mean, he's just not up to it this level. Um, no, he's not. I, I, I think I'll make the point of Lewis Jones before, when, when, like I said, when, when Cardiff were really in the doldrums, and I'm, I'm saying that a couple of seasons ago, I, I think we still are. But yeah, um, still we are, didn't yeah, have yeah. Like, yeah. some of the star, star players like that we, we have now. We had like nobody, just some academy players, some old boys and that. Yeah. But like Lewis Jones was the only scrum half. And I got to be fair, like I, I liked him because uh, not because of his skill sets, but because he gave 110. He was like a proper dog every game and stuff like that. And he was clearly like a Premiership player. He was yeah. like, there, there was no doubt about it. He was a Premiership player and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, I, I think um, he's fine. Sort of coming yeah. off the bench in the last 10, 15 minutes, I'm, I'm fine with that. I was like Tavis Noyle. I never wanted to see Tavis Noyle start for the Dragons. I didn't mind him coming mm. off the bench to add a little bit of sip for 10 minutes, but I don't want to see him start. And I don't want to see players like Lewis Jones and Joe Davis start, quite frankly. And he was a golden f- boy once, wasn't he, Tavis Noyle, years ago? When yeah, he, was the, yeah. he was the next... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He was the anointed one for Wales, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, I well, never rated him personally, but uh, yeah. But the front five, though, I mean, that was an absolute disaster, wasn't it? I mean, the front five just completely went to shit. And fair play to the coaches for making those early changes. I mean, they hooked off two props and... Uh, half time. Time. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I love Rob Evans. I really do. I'm still trying to get him out for a pint of the Bovinger in Newport. But that <laughs> it was his first start for the Dragons, and it was not a good start. Nah. It's not, he did not have a good game. It's a bit like he, he was almost trying too hard, wasn't he? He was he was trying to make yeah. passes where passes went on. He was going in for tackles where he didn't need to and and leaving space. And yeah, I think he you know got a lot of Time for Rob. Obviously, he's a Pembrokeshire boy and stuff. So, of course, yeah, yeah, and you know, he he's got his heart in the right place, but sometimes his 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 head's on a different planet, and it yeah. is hard to kind of. He is one of those players that just kind of goes with it. Do you know what I mean? He, it's there's not a mm. lot of controlled, calm thinking. He's very much a everything yeah. at hundred mile an hour. So if it's going well, it's going really really well, and if it's not, like you say. He, you're off at half time, and uh... I, I still think you know he's going to be a very good signing for the Dragons. But that was his first competitive start, and I did feel a bit sorry for him because it just you know it was pretty poor in Venice. But you know when you go to Benetton, you got to be on the money because they are very. We talked about it last week. They're a very very good team, and you cannot, you simply cannot give a team like Benetton a 17 0 head start to going into half time seventeen points down. You you can't do that, and you're always playing catch up and having a mountain to climb. What I will say, though, I did think the replacements who came on made a difference. You know, Bradley Roberts was really good. Tim Basham came on. Rodri, Moriarty. But you never really felt the Dragons were ever going to sort of come back into it. But I think what annoyed me the most was there was a lot of... We did have some opportunities in the 22, but it was either we got turned over or, you know, it was a knock-on. But it was one pivotal moment where um, Jared Rosser made a superb line break. And if he had just given it, he had Max Clark on his left. That's all he had to do was just give it yeah. to him. It was a clear overlap. He didn't do it. If he scores that, we're within a score of Benetton. I'm not saying we would have gone on to one or anything like that, but it could have been an opportunity of a bonus point. The momentum could have swung. We don't know. 
there was just key moments like that. But there's no doubt in my mind that making 10 changes was far too much. I think it really, you know, disrupted any momentum that we've had. But isn't um, it, isn't it yeah. good to see, see Benetton doing well as well, mm. just from the, from the basis on the league? Really well. Because, yeah. yeah, because I think, <laughs> I think the league is showing, actually, the URC is actually going to be a very good competitive league. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think, I think I, it's really it's, good. Yeah, I want to see Benetton. Yeah, no, I, I want to see Benetton doing well, just not against my team. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's exactly where I am. Yeah, yeah it's we good for the league. But I don't want them doing against. Go, the go play well against the Scottish boys <laughs> by all means. Yeah, <laughs> quick, um, quick shout out as well. How good was it to see Steph Hughes? I've always terrific coming on, scoring a try. I'm a big fan of Steph Hughes. I think that's a good signing. So I was really pleased about that. Well, he's 28. The light took the scarlet as well. Yeah. Scarlet, scarlet, get to the limb, they've got no bloody centres left. <laughs> well, you've got to have right. enough, you know. We're talking about <laughs> centres and the scarlets, and they've let him go. But, um, yeah, I thought, you know, fair play to him taking that try. But, yeah, very disappointing, you know, after all that momentum and the, the feel-good factor for me, it was ruined by making all those changes. And that's what happened when you were putting a performance like that, when it was so disjointed. You've got to keep the Thank players in there, keep on a roll. That's that's my point. That's why we're saying I think ten changes yeah. far too much. Okay, we knew Will Rowlands weren't gonna play, we know CEO Thompson weren't gonna play, we knew certain players, but for me, you've got to have Moriarty starting, you, you know, you've got to have Bradley Roberts starting, you have got to have Rodri starting because you know, Lewis Jones just isn't up to it, bless him. But yeah, disappointing, really disappointing. But um on which we go, I suppose. I think the rugby that Benetton played though, like the, the interpassing, like from Oh, they're a great team, they're great to watch, aren't they? From, from second rows and stuff like that it was just absolutely yeah. like scintillating. Yeah. I don't want to take anything away from Benetton. Mind they are a terrific team and you know they do play some outstanding rugby and fair play to them. They are good to watch. Well, if you look at the way Benetton are scoring tries now, they, it's very much over um, either from a rapid turnover, so they'll it's a kick turnover, whatever, and it's two passes and in, and it's you know. Dragons on on Sunday, your tries came from seventh, eighth, tenth, fifteenth, twentieth. Where you know it took time to build, yeah. and build, and build, and and the difference with them now. Good defence. Yeah, but the, now when when that ball is here and the chance is in, and they did it against us as well. You know, turnover, two passes, fifteen meters gone. You know, and it and, and it's clinical now. Whereas the last yeah. couple of seasons. There's been drop passes, or they haven't turned the ball over, or, or do you know what I mean? And now yeah. they're in that place where they actually, I think, I think a lot of it is just confidence. I've just yeah, but you, you say it early, clinical, clinical, mm. and I think that's the case with all four regions. Uh, they aren't clinical enough. The last pass, the last two passes, the mm. spaces there, they're not looking, they're not giving the pass at the right time. And then you look at the other, like, Southern Hemisphere teams, bang, on the money, on the money, on the money. You know, and we had, we just don't have that vision. Well, you look at the Italian teams. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Italian teams are doing it. Like, do, 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 the Scottish teams are doing it. You know, it, is, it doesn't have to be Southern Hemisphere anymore, but it's just like the Welsh aren't doing it anymore. So I think it's... Uh, and it used, to be our, it used to be our game plan. <laughs> we yeah, play yeah. and we run, you yeah. know. Well, we, just, we go backwards. Flooding, flooding several gaps all at once. So, where you know, the runner had a, an option. Yeah. But that when, was the 2005 Grand Slam, isn't it? But exactly. Pivak's thing is very much about controlled chaos. And, and that's all about reading what's in front of you and understanding 
where, where the gaps are, who the players are. I'm an I'm a outside centre and I've got a prop in front of me, so I'm going to take them on the outside. Yeah, it, It's that control chaos of not being frightened of when the game breaks up or, or actually working to break the game up so that you're running into space and, and the opposition don't know what's going on, but you're comfortable with that chaos. And I think we've spent 12 years under Gatland going, there's phase one and there's phase two and there's phase 25 and there's phase 28 and there's phase 29. We, we, we've almost beaten it out of a gen. We, we've beaten out of um, a generation of, of skilled players and we've gone, ignore your skill and go to a winning game. And I think the, the game itself has developed and and gone back to that way that we used to play, that Welsh way of playing, that that seeing what's in front of you, that running and, and the crazy passes. And the game has evolved more into that. And we've spent 15 years or whatever beating it out of ourselves, saying we don't want to play like this anymore. And... I think that's more kind of taking its toll now where we we're trying to relearn these skills that us as boys, when we were growing up, when we were players growing up, that's what we would have practiced. We would have seen people like Jonathan Davis and John Deborah and Nigel Davis doing all this. Well, you didn't. You never used to pass I, the bloody ball. I, I played that's because you were 10 metres behind me. forward every time. <laughs> <laughs> I just said, <laughs> I, I would have passed you the ball, Carwin, but you were either having a fag on the side of the pitch, talking to a bird on the side of the pitch, or so unfit that you were having a kip behind the bloody posts, mate. That's your <laughs> see, 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 don't listen to him now. I think he, he knows I was the quickest on the pitch. <laughs> maybe not, maybe not now. <laughs> <laughs> the only time you were the quickest is when somebody says there's a free pack of fags behind the goal line, right? <laughs> You know, it was when I was being chased by big gingers down the, down the touchline. I was away. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we have, you know, when we when those kind of players that we grew up watching, you look at who the players that have grown up now watching, with the exception of possibly Shane Williams, you know, we we lost that that skillful hero, that that sidestep and go and, and we're trying to re-educate players now back into that system of, do you know what, it's okay to take a chance, it's okay to go and do these things. I just think we, it's going to take a while to get properly back into developing players that can do that. I think there's enough players there that can, but like we were saying just now, getting 15 of them fit and on the park at the same time is going to be a tough sure. call. I think like you're always in Wales going to develop players like that. But I guess what you're saying is the game plan at the top of the game has always been, uh, you know, changed to the point of massive defences and, yeah. you know, running straight and like, you know, back in Gatlin's days and especially in the early ones, the big wingers and all stuff like that. Um, but, you know, I, I think they're still being developed. I mean, seeing some of the youngsters come through for that, I mean, like, uh, you know, even Max Llewellyn, like a, a big boy, but he r- runs terrific lines, you know, and he's, you know, he glides, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, he's, uh, you know, got some young, like Theo Cabango, like he's, uh, he's, he's not the, the finished article yet, but he's got absolute raw pace and can beat a man, you know, and stuff like that. So they're coming through, but I guess it's, uh, it's the coaches telling them, like, this is when you do your thing and this is when you do the team thing, like, isn't yeah. it? Uh, yeah. yeah. 
Anyway, gents, we're, we're coming near to the end and we need to make some predictions for the week ahead. So, rugby I could give up this early in the season because <laughs> I'm absolutely shit at this bit. <laughs> no, we've, we've, we've lost Reese. We've lost Reese. He's gone. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I'll have a little go. Fuck it. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll spray the starting tour and I'm going to be honest, I think we're going to lose. So, That's I'm... I reckon you're going to get fucking stuffed. I think your head's going to disappear so far up your arse, you'll be sneezing out through your belly button. I think they're absolutely going to turn you over. And I, right, I, I, I'm changing my mind. I think we're going to win. Fuck you. I think I speak to for both uh, East Bay and boys. I've got issues between you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it'll be a... I, I actually think it'll be quite a tight game. What's the weather forecast like for tomorrow? Because I think that's okay, in. Lashing. No, I, don't, I think it's going to be all right. I think it's going to be all right. I think it's right. okay. Yeah, I think it's okay. Yeah. I'm going to go for an Osprey's win. It's going to be a good game because, you know, Stormers are the champions, let's not forget. But um, I got a feeling about the Osprey's tomorrow because I think when you got your full strength, that's when, you know, we know Osprey's are the most yeah. dangerous. So I'm going to go for Osprey's. I am by about three points. I hope yeah. so because if we do, it'll be a cracking win. Yeah, it will. They absolutely will. They're a good team, the Stormers. Like I said, yeah. they're champions for good reason. There is a little bit of rain in the forecast, and I think that'll that'll play towards the Ospreys. That'll help you to... Jesus, what's, what's going on here, boys? Jesus no, you're, Christ, you're still going to lose quite comfortably, <laughs> but it won't be as bad as what it could be if it was a nice, sunny, shiny day. So okay. I, I'm, I'm going for at least 10, 15 points for the Stormers. So. Okay. Thanks. Thanks Thanks for your input uh, from the team that are doing so well this season. <laughs> when, and... uh, when was <laughs> the last time Stormers lost? They're on about 13 on the... 13 or 14 on the bounce, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 14 yeah. on the bounce, yeah. So, so I, moving I, on yeah. to the, the I, derby. I, I, well, mm. well, well, well I, I, I'm just going to say, I, I will jump in. Like, <laughs> 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 I, will, I will jump on the bandwagon that the Stormers have created and I'll go for that. Okay. All right, there we go. So, we're all agreeing that the Ospreys are going to get tanked. No, no, no. I said, I said, fuck is we're going to win. I said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, Bad yeah, moving on it? to the derby. On to the derby. You can't drive either at the moment, can you, Car? <laughs> 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 I reckon. No. <laughs> no. I reckon the Dragons are going to take Cardiff. Oh, don't be silly, man. Look. Yeah. No, let's look at the facts, right? Seriously, no, let's look at the facts. Yeah, I am actually. Dragons have not beaten Cardiff in the league since 2014. Mm. It's a very long time, and Cardiff what? got big. Yeah, it's mm. true. Didn't you know yeah. that? You should know that. I've been a Cardiff fan all those victories. I probably should, yeah. <laughs> so the last time Dragons beat Cardiff was 2015, right? But that was in Europe. That was in the Challenge Cup quarterfinal Ronnie Prade. But the last time in the league was at the Arms Park. It was Boxing Day 2014. For some unexplained reason, I can't fathom it. Dragons keep shit in the bed against Cardiff. And it's really <laughs> starting to annoy me because we've got a terrible, terrible record against them. And look, if this was against Leinster or against Ulster, you go fair enough because those teams are just streets ahead. But we're fucking losing all the time to Cardiff. 
What is going on? It's driving me bonkers. I hate this derby so much. So, no, Dragons are not going to win. It's going to be another victory for Cardiff, I reckon, because I do think Dragons will somehow end up shitting the bed yet again. So I'm going to go for Cardiff by four what, what would or you five. If Stoke Flanagan brings all the players back that did so well at the start of the season, what would you say then? You still think that... Yeah, because I, I think... it's. A, well, that's why all those changes were made in Benetton, in, you know, because it was at the derbies, which right or wrongly, you know, is that's why it was yeah. made. But the problem is, Cardiff got a hoodoo now over the Dragons, and that must play in the players' minds. They're on a 13-game losing streak, right? So I, I can't see why Dragons are going to break it. If, if they're going to break it, I think it'd be a Barney Parade. Apart from last week, though, I know. But we always shit the bed against your lot. That's why I'm saying we should have beaten you okay. last year. We didn't. We should have beaten you at the Arms Park in the season. We had a 14-point lead. We stuffed that up. We keep they're all different. Red they're Cardiff. all different players. They're all different players this season. You can't go back 14 years and say, "All right, you know, it's the who." No, no. It's, yeah, I know it's a new group. It's a new group of players. I give you that, but it's still there, isn't it? It's that Cardiff have got a massive psychological advantage, haven't they? Because they know they can keep beating Dragons and. No, I don't and in fairness, Cardiff won last week, so they're on a bit of a roll yeah. as well. Like you know, I, as I mentioned earlier, we're coming off a loss. You know, Cardiff have got their tails up now, so they're fancying this, aren't they? So, yeah, oh I, I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but I can't see Dragons breaking the hoodoo. I think uh, I just... think it'll be at Boxing Day. Well, what do, what you, do you reckon, Reese? I'm going to take Cardiff by five. Yeah. I think we just found Jamie's sensitive spot, boys. <laughs> I think that's what we just found. <laughs> I, just... I don't like this derby at all. I hate it. Just quickly then, Scarlet Zebra, I'm going for a Scarlet win. Oh, well, hang on. I'm, firstly, I'm going to go for a Cardiff win because I live in Cardiff, yeah. but I do think they'll win. But I'm going to go for a, a Zebra win by four. <laughs> I'm, going go for, I'm going to go for Zebra. You bastards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's gone. He's gone. He's had enough. Jamie's that annoyed. He's gone. Fuck you. He's gone. And at that point, our time ran out. So, um, big thank you to, uh, to to the guys for this week and to you guys for listening. Uh, Jamie um, messaged me after uh, just to say that he's predicting a Scarlet win as well. So that's that's all your predictions for the week. So there was loads of stuff that we didn't manage to cover this week, guys. So including the uh, the meltdown of the Gallagher Premiership and how that compares to the URC and the fact that we're not going to talk about Gallagher Premiership. We're, we're going to focus entirely on the regions. Um, loads of stuff going on with the WIU that we'll probably get to um, another time. And we didn't actually get to select our... Uh, Autumn International squads. So what we will do is we we have set up a new Facebook page. So we'll do some stuff on there and on our Twitter uh, just to kind of let you know our thoughts and feelings on the coming uh, Autumn International squad. Uh, And by all means, do message us in. Let us know what you think. And we'll have a chat about that and everything else next week. And in the meantime, guys, enjoy your rugby. Have a great weekend. And thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this week's show. 
We'd love to have you involved in next week, so you can email your comments to welshregionalrugbypod at gmail.com or you can message us on Twitter on our handle, WRRA Podcast. And if you like the show, please subscribe and tell your mates. Until next week, dear friends, enjoy your game. Sports Social Podcast Network.